Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to today's webinar titled Turning Continuous Improvement and a PMO into an Innovation Team. I'm Mark Raven, VP of Improvement and Innovation Services for Kinexus, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Aaron Edwards, who's going to be our presenter today. Aaron Edwards is the Continuous Improvement Manager at Four Seasons Produce in Pennsylvania. She is a PMP certified project manager with experience in both project management and continuous improvement. She graduated from Shippensburg University with a Bachelor's of Science degree in Information Management and Analysis with a focus in supply chain. She started her career with Excel Logistics in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, where she joined the Leadership Development Program and worked in operations, transportation, and project management. As a project manager at Excel, she supported international projects that focused on bringing new solutions to customers in the Alberta oil sands, the Gulf Coast oil industry, and the airline industry in England. And she later worked as a project manager at Bravo Health in Baltimore before finding her new role in continuous improvement at Four Seasons Produce in 2012. So I'm very excited about today's webinar. And Erin, um, thank you for joining us today. The, uh, the stage is yours. Thanks, Mark. Um, good afternoon or good morning, depending on where everyone is at. Um, so I'd like to talk to you, as Mark said, about turning continuous improvement and a PMO into an innovation team. And just to level set um, for those of you who may not be aware, PMO and all the acronyms that we live in in this world, um, in our world here at Four Seasons, PMO stands for Project Management Office. So we have a team of dedicated resources that are, um, we, we call our PMO, and they are working on projects. So what I'd like to do, I'd just like to tell you a little bit about our organization, um, give you some familiarity there, and then I will dive right into our content. So Four Seasons Produce um, is a full-service wholesale distributor um, supplying fresh, fresh produce. Um, we supply organic, local, and conventional fresh produce and essentially anything you find in the produce department in the, uh, in the grocery store. So we have organic markets, food co-ops, independent retailers, chain stores, juice bars, um, and other produce buyers in the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast regions. So we are celebrating our 40th anniversary. Um, the organization was started by David Hollinger and, and his wife, Debbie, in June of 1976. So we're very excited to uh, be celebrating 40 years this year. We actually started in a 5,000 square foot warehouse um, in Denver, PA, just right down the road from where we are now. The picture you're looking at here is our current facility um, in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, and it's about 262,000 square feet. And last year we just put on a major warehouse expansion, 25,000 square foot, and also added to our truck garages for our fleet of vehicles. Um, Here's a, just a shot inside of our warehouse facility. So we have um, our 11 climate zones to store our produce at its ideal temperature and humidity for maximum freshness. Um, on average, we have five days of inventory on hand. Inventories come in from across the country um, and from places all over the world, depending on the, the time of year and the season for the growing. We have just over 8,100 um, pallet spaces of refrigerated storage. Uh, we have 20 ripening rooms. Um, we ripen bananas and, and avocados based on customer specs. 
Um, we can do unload rail cars. Um, everything in our warehouse operation is all transactions are put on our warehouse management and inventory systems. We have quality control and quality assurance for inventory monitoring and inbound inspections. Um, and we also have the ability to ripen tomatoes, mangoes, and, and pears. So a lot happening the way our um, facility rolls is everything on inbound comes in during the day, during the hours of 6 a.m. and 2 p.m. And then from 2 p.m. until uh, 6 a.m. the following morning, it's all our outbound shipments. Our customers are calling us today with their orders. We're picking, staging, and loading them out for delivery tomorrow. And on the flip side, um, because my focus is operations and our packing and, and warehouse, so this is a picture of our packing operation, um, we have a lot of different functionalities, value-add service for our customers, um, including clamshells, so tomato clamshells, um, flow wrap, over wrap. We do a lot of um, custom packs and case reconfigurations. We have private labeling. Um, we do house brands. We have the uh, what we call Giro net bagging. So if you're ever in the grocery store and you buy like a two or three count avocado in a mesh net bag, we pack those here. Um, the five pound bag of oranges, three pound bag of oranges in that uh, poly, poly net bag, we, we pack those as well. As a total, Four Seasons family of companies. We have Four Seasons Produce, Sunrise Logistics, Earth Source Trading, and our transportation group. We are just shy of 700 um, employees and continuing to grow. So we are uh, leveraging all that we can with continuous improvement to keep moving forward. So what I'd like to talk today um, is, is walk you through um, a little bit of our journey of continuous improvement and project management, and then ultimately wrap up with how we're trying to leverage the best of both um, to create our innovation team. So I want to talk first about how we transformed our silo focus um, to cross-functional efforts. Talk about communication of, you know, when we use education versus cheerleading. And then um, talk about how we're using PMO and, and CI, continuous improvement for strategic projects. And then talk about this model that we are currently developing for innovation teams. Um, so to do this, I'm going to walk you through a couple of timelines. And I think it puts it in perspective. So in April of 2012 was when I joined the company. And it's also when our project manager started with the company. We started one week apart. And um, we have been working together since then to really drive um, changes, improvements, projects throughout the organization. Um, so in 2012, my focus as a continuous improvement manager was purely operations and um, which was warehouse and packing and picking up what projects they had and really very small things of what can we do, what can we get done within those areas. The project manager effort, um, when she started, her effort was to launch some efforts with some strategic projects with our executive team. So much, much larger things. And towards the end of the presentation, I will share with you what we call our learning map. And that was one of the first projects she looked, um, she helped with. Uh, to develop some strategies for our organization. So as we went through 2013 and, and 2015, um, we continued with our efforts in operations, and we also started to get pulled into projects. The project manager was supporting to ensure that there was continuous improvement thinking. 
We have a lot of people in our organization who have um, been here. This is their first job, and they are, are still here, which is great. We have a lot of assets in our organization, a lot of knowledge. The challenge is they want to automate what they're doing. So we started to pull continuous improvement into those projects to really drive um, a different way of thinking. And as I said, 2012, we were both individual departments, individual people pushing what we could and what we could manage. So in 2013 and 2015, our team started to expand. We had dedicated resources, everything from business analysts to project managers added to the original project manager, who is now our director of strategic projects. Continuous improvement um, added training and an additional CI support person. Going into 2016, um, my personal responsibilities grow to include training, inventory, systems, and CI within our warehouse and packing groups. And in 2016, we actually launched the start of our order management and our transportation management projects within our um, PMO group. So we have two very large scale projects to essentially replace, um, I think we have six systems running to two. So we have a lot of effort and resources dedicated into that. So I'd like to talk to you now about our journey of CI, so the top part of this timeline in a little bit more detail, and then um, bring you back to how we're merging the best of CI and project management. So when I joined in 2012, like I said, my focus was um, the organization in our operations group and our warehouse and packing group. And I was a project manager. I was not um, up to speed on continuous improvement or lean or any of those concepts. So I was learning with the organization. And basically we said, we're doing lean. And we said, here's the tools. Go do it. Tools work. People use them. We didn't really have a lot of uh, overall vision or, or direction. We were pushing tools to the floor. Um, we were focused just on operations. And in our world, um, sales, buying, quality, HR, um, transportation, everything is feeding into our operations in and out. And we were missing that piece. We had senior managers driving projects. Um, we didn't have a lot of engagement or education um, to the supervisors and our floor level hourly associates. And we were meeting away from the floor. We just, we weren't doing what we should have been doing. Um, we did take the opportunity uh, to start to teach the organization and engage the organization with some articles. We have a weekly communication uh, newsletter for the organization. Um, and what this was, it was very technical, it was very factual, it was much more tool talk um, for the associates to try and get them to understand what lean was and what, what we were trying to do. Um, the one interesting piece about this is I, my role, and my um, leadership team, and my counterparts within operations, we didn't have the wherewithal to know we should be doing this. We were told to do this. So we were also on a learning curve of what we were doing um, in, in 2012. So at the end of 2012, you know, we finished eight projects and we got 18 different people involved. It really wasn't a, wasn't a full year, but it, it wasn't a good year. It was a starting point for us. 
Um, so we started our communication, but we weren't focused in our message. We tried to get people involved, but we were really challenged to um, gain momentum to really get people to buy into continuous improvement and lean. So as we transitioned in, into 2013, you know, we said it's more than just these tools. We can't just say, here's the tool, go do it. You know, they may not have been trained, they may not understand, they may, they may not even see the value. So what we started to do, um, you know, our, our effort really changed into cross-functional projects, engaging different departments, um, and trying to figure out, are we using the right terms? Do people even understand lean or continuous improvement? So what we did, we started um, within our operations group at the ground level, and we educated our um, shift managers and leads and, and other leadership team to get them to deliver a message. What is the topic of the week? How do we engage them? So we gave them a format where they would tell the team what was going on, remind them again, and then day three they would ask. So it was kind of a, a tell and then ask so it would build over the week. And as we continued on, we went and we improved it. We took our own process and we made it a little different. So we made it very specific on what they should be asking, what they should be telling, trying to build on from the prior week to the current week. Um, we changed the way it was written, the way it was presented. We even added, started to add visuals. Um, some of the challenges with the managers weren't 100% comfortable with the content. We weren't consistent with all the teams. Uh, it was it was hard to follow up to make sure it was happening, and as the managers are sharing this, they're getting radio silent. So it's it's really hard to continue to encourage them to push forward. Um, so we looked for other avenues to continue to engage team members, and that led us to our associate-led continuous improvement team. So. These teams we started actually in November of 2013, about a month after we started our those weekly lean topics. These were associate-led teams um, who were soliciting ideas from other associates. They were updating the teams at daily shift meetings and they were responsible for implementing ideas. I was there to support them and facilitate their team meetings and their groups. Um, we had some of these folks go through uh, training with a, a partner that we have in our area here in, in Pennsylvania, but the, the challenges we had, right, they didn't know lean very well. Um, they struggled to how to engage people, right? So these are associates on the floor that they know their, their daily job, but they struggle to figure out how do I strike up a conversation, how do I make sure I get all the information about this idea and this topic and how do, what do I do with it? So it was really an education for them on how to engage others. They weren't sure how to help and they weren't sure they had the authority to do anything. So we had to instill to them that they had influence. They didn't necessarily have authority, but they needed to take that influence and they needed to build, build upon it. Um, the things that went really well with this group that we learned very quickly is they know the processes and they do know the people. Um, and they were the most creative with their ideas. And the thing that we, we took here is we took a lot of this repetitive communication that we were trying to get with the managers, with the shift topics, added the CI teams where we had other associates talking to other associates and also sharing on those shift topics. And we really started to get some, get some traps. 
um, traction, excuse me. The other thing that we started to do as well, um, we, we took another opportunity. We had a monthly salaried team meeting where I would share updates on what we were doing with continuous improvement to ensure we're engaging our, all of our hour or salaried staff across the organization. Um, I know Mark has a lot of blog posts and as well as there's other out there too that I share with the leadership team and continue to push um, to give them just, you know, what's food for thought for the day. If there's something that I think would maybe help some individual or a group of people, I'll share it. We started to use online learning and we even created a, a library, which the library kind of failed for us. Um, people would rather have audiobooks than paper books, but we still have that library and we're still uh, encouraging people to read, read through that. We also found some other companies in the area um, to talk about lean and do local tours and share information um, between the companies. And that has been very positive for us as well. So I mentioned a while ago we started Grapevine articles. Um, and the way we started, they were very technical. Uh, and and we, we decided to change this because in order for people to really understand what we're trying to do, we needed to, excuse me, share accomplishments and successes about the learning and change from educating to cheerleading because we felt that if people really um, got excited about something and, you know, I have a list of names here that I say, hey, I want to go talk to that person. What did they do? Those other people would start to share the process. So they were, our articles became much more lighter and mixed with education, um, but they were more about our processes so that others in different parts of the business would actually start to understand maybe challenges that different areas we're having. So in the article that's on the screen, you know, we, this is a, no, an article about packing, or packing group, and specifically one line that we took, you know, several months to work on with them to develop a new process. And the ownership and the pride that this group take, took was, was fantastic. And we had people that could then approach them, talk to them, and ask them questions, and they could respond to them about the process and they felt very positive about it. So we really took a, a change for what we were doing in our grapevine articles. So all of these things that we were doing to try and engage people across the, uh, across the year with more communication, more efforts in 2013, you can see our, our jump with projects and ideas. We went from eight to 34, and we had almost 100 associates involved in some form or fashion in, in 2013. We did have a turning point in 2013, which is, I think, what really changed things for me personally. Um, this is the first time in 2013 we actually had a project where we had sales, buying, packing, and quality all in one room together. Took a lot of legwork at the front to the, put, define what the current state process was, to put it on the wall, sticky notes, so when the team came in, there was something there for them to talk about. This was the first time, I think, and the companies, in the time I had been here, and I, I even think before that, people looked at the process and not the other person. Um, it removed the human element for them, and participants found it eye-opening. So 
they didn't realize how much their work was impacting someone else. And I think we started to see some true teamwork and, and some give and take. You know, well, I can do this, so maybe it makes your job a little easier, and then ultimately we're servicing the customer the way we need to. So the first time I also saw initiative from associates to say, I can do this to help you, um, and, and so on and so forth. So there was agreement on a process, and at the end of that project, it was really exciting because I think three or four of them came up and said, okay, can we work on this next? and they were ready, and it was at their pace, and it was their decision, and they finally started to understand the value of, of continuous improvement. And I think a lot of the effort with communication we had before that was, was the big piece. So in 2014, you know, as we were really hitting a, a nice stride at this point, now we said, okay, now we need to focus on the people in training. So first we said we're doing it, then we said we need to, um, focus more on, on letting people know what's, what's, what's going on, and now we need to train them, and what are we going to do? So it was interesting because early in 2014, I walked back to my desk, and I had this on my desk, and I was a little bit baffled, and I chuckled because it's pretty funny, but it's a little intimidating too, and then I thought, who would do this? Are they making fun? What's happening? And then I realized it's really a, a gold mine. And I had a chance to share what people, or at least one person, um, was thinking about lean in our organization. So I took this, I wrote a little fun article, and into the grapevine it went. And my message was, you get it. You're thinking lean, whether you realize it or not, you get it. Um, I never found out who left the image on my desk, but it was eye-opening and it really sparked a conversation around the office. So take this article, and ironically, I was preparing for a board meeting the following week, and um, first time I'm meeting the board members in front of our board and sharing anything with them about continuous improvement. So on a whim, grabbed the picture, and I took it with me, and uh, I thought, what a better way to communicate about how CI is all around us and help them understand what CI and the value of CI is to the organization. So we had some great, great, uh, great discussion, got some smiles, got some input, got a few chuckles. And ironically, the next day I got this image from a board member um, with the empty rolls on the bar, and his caption was, progress already. So whether he really got it or not, but the funny thing was, it stuck with them, and they understood um, the value in some way of what continuous improvement was, was doing because he didn't have to do that and send that, that um, note to me. So it might be a stretch, but when you're one person focused on continuous improvement, as I'm sure some of you are, it's the little things you celebrate. And um, this, was, this was one success for me in, in 2014. So, we took that and we developed some lean training for our folks. We did everything um, from new hire orientation, which is 20 minutes um, with a training activity and, and all hands-on of building a Lego car and showing the value of visuals versus um, written instructions. We did training with our continuous improvement teams on a quarterly basis based on a topic that they were struggling with. And we took um, all of our packing and warehouse associates through an, a 90-minute exercise um, where they drove the process 
There was no PowerPoint. There was no conversation. It was purely um, they drove defining lean and continuous improvement and, and different definitions and then worked through an activity. We took um, cafe associates, our facilities associates, our project management associates, took a lot of people through training that year to really drive it differently. We also introduced Gemba Walks to our organization um, that year, both internally and then, as I mentioned earlier, our Lean Thinking Network that we're a part of. We brought them and um, really engaging groups in, in different ways and trying to get some different ideas out there. We also identified a need um, for our leadership team and more on just being a better leader. So we have monthly topics that are 90 minutes and we're sharing more of that how they're supposed to do this and sharing stories and things that we're, we're working on to get to get better at. So we've had outside people come in. We've had a lot of internal development um, of these topics. And these are driven by our leadership team, our, our leads, our managers, our supervisors. And they're telling us what they need help with. So we're working to develop that content to um, fill those voids for them. And we're working to figure out now how we, uh, how we manage them. The big thing for us in 2014 um, was bringing Kinexus in and taking a lot of my time as one person, um, cutting my time in half as far as an administrative piece. We were trying to use spreadsheets, we were trying to use emails, trying all sorts of ways to track what we were doing. And um, my time was cut in half, so I was able to focus on people easy, um, Connexus was very easy to use for us, and we were very much more quickly able to show the impact numbers for our executive team in the organization. So most of you may or may not be familiar, but that dashboard is, is very useful. The impact summary of what we're, what we're looking at, the user engagement summary, so we can start to look to see what's, what's happening um, so 2014, there was a lot of moving parts and a lot of different engagement happening. And this is where we really gained ground. Um, so we had over 200 ideas, and a lot of those came from our training sessions that I mentioned with all the associates, because at the end of those exercises, we said, well, what can we do to make your job easier? So we had 170 people um, engaged in efforts in 2014 and over 200 um, ideas and, and projects that, that came in. So we were really starting to gain some ground and gain some leverage here just in the last, uh, the, first, the first three years. So in 2000, 2015, um, you know, we, we had the people now. We had some training in place. And so now we needed to start saying, what are our targets and goals? People are starting to ask some of those questions. A um, couple of things we did last year, we, um, we took an opportunity to um, leverage the Kata methodology with some of our projects so that we could allow associates to drive what was 
um, happening within efforts and projects, and we give them some guidelines. And unfortunately, shame on us, in the past we hadn't done a lot of that to say, here's your target, here's your goal. And as we did that, we started to see they were beating those goals, and um, the sense of empowerment was, was really great and pride that they took in what they were doing. So we tried to give them more targets and goals based on projects so that they could run it and we could help facilitate, um, you know, how to take data, different things like that. And, and the chart on here specifically, this is a team who um, would have never probably told you they could make improvements on their line. And in the end, um, you can see we created enough capacity in the people we had dedicated to this project where they could then collect their own data, report on it, and then share it out with their team. So they learned a lot in the process and they created their own um, improvements. The other thing we did in 2015, so just last year, added an additional CI support person, so team of one to team of two, which was great for me. Um, and then we also added a recognition program. We were missing that element, um, and not just from a continuous improvement perspective, but also just overall safety, productivity, um, all of those different elements that we look for in our associates who are going above, above and beyond. So in, in 2015, we kind of just stayed on path, added some targets and, and goals, and um, really, kept going on this new surge of ideas and effort. So we had a lot, um, a lot happening in 2015, and as we're coming into 2016, we actually had a lot of changes um, last year internally within our organization, and we were trying to find our footing in, in 2016. So as I mentioned earlier, um, I mentioned our learning map earlier, and this is an image of our, our learning map. And in 2016, we're saying, okay, what's next? How do we continue to, to sustain this momentum, um, continue to grow and support the organization? Our business has continued to grow um, year over year. And as you can, I, I don't know, here on the on the slide, you can see we have we have lean. Um, we have our leveraging technology, improving supply chain capabilities. All of those elements together, we have growing CI efforts, growing project management efforts. And what we found as we went through the end of 14, 15, and in 16, we're saying what's next? Because we had our project management group working on projects, and we had continuous improvement working on efforts. And a lot of times, we're working on the same issues. And we're trying to solve um, the same challenges and to push the organization forward. And it, it's really hard to know, is the right hand working with the left hand, and are we working together on the right things? So what we did at the beginning of 2016, um, we launched an effort to talk about what we were calling at the time BPM, which is Business Process Management Team, which we thought it would be a a combination of project management, continuous improvement, and maybe some IT. We were working to get input from others outside of our organization. How do other companies do it? What do we see? How it fits? 
Um, so we put a small team to, together to figure out how we make sure continuous improvement is alive and well across our organization and not just in pockets to make sure that our order our new order management system, our new transportation management system would be sustainable and be able to grow in functionality as the business grows. So our goal with those two core systems is to put in purely the core and then continue to develop more functionality after we put that core in. So we got the okay on the concept from the executive team. Um, and then uh, we are a very seasonal business. So in um, April of this year, we hit a wall and our progress was, was halted. So in April, I'm sorry, in August, just last month, we had a restart on this effort. And it was a different small group this time because of the, um, the focus and the effort needed. So our focus really was to pull continuous improvement and project management together and take the best of both. So we actually had our VP of Innovation, our Director of Strategic Projects, and myself sit down and say, this is where we left off in April. Where are we going? So what we, what we have started to develop here is taking the best of continuous improvements, which to us is the methods and the processes, right? The, the Kaizen, the, the quick changes, um, pushing efforts quickly through the system. What are those quick wins? Let's go and try it. Um, and having Kinexus help support us in that way as we knock out all of these great improvements. And then on the flip side, the best of the project management, which is the first thing we said is the dedicated resources. We don't have dedicated resources and continuous improvement, and that's a challenge for us sometimes when we say, well, we need a, a mod to a system, or we need data, or um, we need some additional support, and we have to put in an IT request or wait for somebody to be available. And that really puts roadblocks on our efforts sometimes. So we said, okay, we need dedicated team members. And the other piece of project management was we're going to use, look at the agile methodology, um, which is very much like uh, Kaizen, right? Very quick things. Um, it may only be a business requirements document. It might be the first phase gate, and that's it, and that's our objective, and we, and we move on. So the way we've talked about doing this is um, combining the pe best practices of continuous improvement, which is the methods, project management team, which is the dedicated resources, into what we're now calling an innovation team. Um, so leveraging Kinexus to manage solutions and, and capture results from that CI side, creating dedicated teams with all the required skill sets, um, and, and use agile methodologies. So um, everything from a business analyst to um, a developer. So a lot of those IT roles would actually sit within um, this group, this sprint team, this innovation team that we're working on. So we would utilize what we call sprint concepts, or you could, um, you know, similar to Kaizen events, 
to achieve business value in a short amount of time. We would have a resource, what we're calling as the product owner right now, um, to drive priorities based on the organization objectives. And, and that person actually sits with the ex executive team to ensure what they're driving fits within our priority list of where we're going and what we're developing um, with a continuous improvement perspective as well as from a systems and developing our core functionality. So we are, as a innovation team, developing solutions based on the priorities of the business. Um, and changing those priorities as we need to. So we're expecting um, improved, improved margin, lower costs, maximizing our revenue. Um, we have an ROI put together for the original uh, project that we're working to implement now with the uh, order management system and the transportation management system. And the expectation is that this team or these dedicated teams um, the innovation team, they would achieve that ROI and then beyond and continue to push the organization forward. So we'd look at um, optimizing value stream process, processes um, that flow across technologies and assets and teams, and ultimately servicing our customers better um, by utilizing our effort, our space, our capital, and time in a more efficiently than what we are what we are today. So we are in the very early stages of defining this innovation team and the thought is that we will continue um, to push forward with this and as we launch our first um, core project or core system project we will launch our initial innovation team and then subsequently well, we will continue to add additional core dedicated innovation teams to support a specific area or suite of systems so that they can um, be experts and we can help them um, continue to push forward with, with improvements quickly so that we can stay in front of um, our competitors and stay um, advanced enough for our customers that we can service them the way they've come to um, expect to be um, provided their, their fresh produce. So that is, that is our concept of bringing continuous improvement and project management together here um, probably within the next six to nine months. Um, we're continuing to refine it but we think we have a, a big opportunity on our hands to leverage the best of both and really push our organization forward. So Mark, that's everything I have. I don't know if there are questions. Yes, there are. So um, we'll, we'll take time uh, for questions a minute um, and we'll let those keep coming in. If you can um, advance the slide, I'll make a couple quick announcements um, about some upcoming uh, webinars and, and resources and, and Aaron again thank you for um, sharing uh, your, your journey and your reflections with us. Uh, our next webinar is uh, coming up on uh, the 28th might be of uh, more interest to our current Kinexus customers in the audience but we are calling this our Kinexus Summer Updates webinar with uh, Dr. Greg Jacobson who is of course our CEO and co-founder. 
and Jake Sussman, our Director of um, Customer Experience. So it's going to be on September 28th at 1 Eastern. You can register for that um, right now or after the webinar here by going to kinexus.com slash webinars. And then the next one that we're doing, if you can advance that please, is out, there you are, Ask Us Anything. Um, Greg and I have been doing these. This will be episode 10 where we do about 30 minutes of uh, fairly freeform discussion based on questions that have come in from our KineXus community about lean or continuous improvement. Um, that's going to be on October 13th. And again, you can sign up for that at kinexus.com slash webinars. And as you see here on screen, you can find the first nine episodes of those are available on YouTube if you want to check that out. And then the other thing I'll mention, just some other resources that we make available uh, for free um, at Kinexus. One is our library of webinars on demand. You can find those by going to kinexus.com, navigating uh, the Learn menu. Um, you can see webinars on demand. There's also a link on kinexus.com slash webinars. And we'll also encourage you to uh, check out our blog, which you can find at blog.kinexus.com. There's something on there. Um, every day. So with that, we'll, we'll do Q&A and we'll have contact information up on screen here. Uh, if you want to follow up uh, with Aaron, if you want to uh, check out everybody's websites. So let's see. Um, Aaron, here's a, a question from uh, Brian. Um, how do you measure user engagement? So um, we we do a couple of things. Um, I, I, I personally gauge it off of my conversations with associates on the floor when I talk to them about improvements and, and are they aware of anything that's improved in their area. Um, so I, I like to do a lot of FaceTime conversations with people, kind of just quick hits. What are you thinking about? What have you worked on? What are you aware of? Um, we also do a uh, associate survey every other year, so we use that to ensure that our um, teams are engaged on a broader level across the organization as far as satisfaction um, and uh, in engagement. I leverage Kinexus a little bit as far as engagement, but I look at that at our leadership level and how much they are in there working on ideas and improving as well. Yes, and our the, the Kinexus the web-based system gives visibility and, and some reports and some data um, uh, for that. There's a couple questions here about some of the unique challenges of uh, a business like Four Seasons Produce. So the first question along those lines from Lori, she's asking, as a family business, can you share if there's anything unique in terms of your role? Or I'd add, you know, is there anything unique in your approach to lean um, that, that you found? Um. As far as a, a family business, our owner is still active within the business. Um, his son is, um, in the next two and a half years, taking over the CEO role. So um, the current CEO is 100% bought in, and um, the owner's son is, is, is there as well, but a different level. So my effort is making sure that he is equally engaged. Um, as far as... Um, my role in terms, I, in the first year I was here, I sat at one end of the table of fist pounding saying we will not do lean 
and I thought I didn't have a job at the end of that day. Um, so we changed it to say continuous improvement, and we changed it to um, everything. It fits within our core values, and, and we've pushed that, and I have never had an issue since, and if nothing else, they're all like, yeah, this is what we did the whole time. So I think for me it was finding the right terminology and language with the leadership team. Okay, thanks. So there's another question in here. Does um, seasonality, does that create any additional challenges? Um, how do you address that through CI projects? It does. Um, our effort, um, probably from about now, we have our executive off-site next week, so as we kind of get any other different direction from our executive team after next week until, I would say, the end of March, that is our window to really make any significant um, efforts on process improvements. Any big step changes would happen during that time. <coughs> we, um, we are hard and fast of beginning of May till Labor Day. Um, from a seasonality, from a volume perspective, our volume, um, at least from our, our voice selection, our selectors on the floor, will probably go up by 10 or 12,000 cases a night. And it is everything we can do to get that volume out to our customers to ensure we don't have any service, um, service issues. So our efforts are small improvements during the summer and big step changes in that off-peak season. Thanks, Erin, and I'll just interject. I, mean, I see similar things that happen in healthcare where there's often a lot of seasonality with um, flu seasons and spikes in patient volume throughout the year, and I've seen organizations use um, that same strategy. You know, the ideal might be everybody doing small improvements every day, everywhere, and you know, the small stuff people can find time for, but the projects, the bigger changes tend to um, sort of queue up and you know, in a way, it level loads the workload throughout the year. If there's not as much of the direct value adding work to do, we can invest in, in people and time by letting them do improvement work, which then sets you up better for that next upswing in the value added work. Yeah, and Mark, also to add to that, I think our, our big challenge is during that peak season is to continue to coach and prove to people that there's value in sustaining. So oftentimes we'll slip back because we think it takes more time or it's more effort in the new process, in the new model, but it takes just as much effort during that peak season to keep people focused on the new process to make sure we're sustaining so we can continue to build improvements on there. Yeah, and it's, it's always good to have that reminder to, uh, to, to be mindful of uh, sustainment of, of changes, so thanks for for that comment. Um, there's a question from Lynn. Um, how does the executive team set strategic direction for your team to align, um, to get your improvement projects aligned to? Um, that's that's uh, one of my open questions. At, to this point in time, um, it has been our CEO is a big proponent of just morale in general, and he keeps a pulse on our organization based on morale. And if morale is good, um, he's good. So it's, that's a challenge for me um, because I come from a very much what is my goal, what is my target, and how are, where are we shooting for. 
and we don't have that right now. Um, and that's one thing I am actively pursuing and hoping to get out of next week. And I think with these new innovation teams that we're merging both of these concepts together to make sure we're working on the right thing. Um, you know, our like I said, right now until the end of March, our focus is on peak season. And we're talking with sales and buying and quality and others to say, okay, what are our action items between now and then? But other than that, um, you know, um, we have never been held to, you know, what are your dollars and cents savings for the year? Um, none of that. There are no numbers tied to this effort, which is makes it a challenge. Um, and I'm trying to put some of those in place for my team so that we can have something to work towards. Mm -hmm. Not the best answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's good. That's good. We we have time for um, well thought out answers like that. So thank you. Um, you talk about um, quantifying. Here's a, a question with a number in it, referencing back to a question from Rose. You have about 370 ideas this year. Can you give examples of some of those ideas? How big are they? Are they projects or uh, just do it? Um, I would say a, a good portion are just just do it and efforts that the uh, the, the teams and the, the leadership at the at the shift level can handle. Um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe 50 or so could be more project. They require a little bit more work as far as involvement from IT or another department to make sure that we vet, vet through it. Um, so for example, I can give an example of a project because I just saw the improvement come through this morning. Um, we did a pilot just a couple of months ago for our, some of our customers, they have three orders going to the same store on the same day. And the reason they do that is because they have the produce department, they have a deli order, and then they have their little juicing bar within their store. So they have three orders from us for those, for those deliveries. So that some of those customers we worked with and we said, what are your requirements? Can we, can we build this on a single order, a single pallet? So one, we take up less space um, on our truck and we only send one selector out to pick that order and we're not going through our pick pattern a couple of times. So the customer said, we just need this single, we need multiple invoices that it can all be on a single pallet. So we worked with our systems group and we put that in place for a couple of stores and we just rolled out, I think, two more stores this week to consolidate our orders here at the distribution center and then at the store they have their separate invoices and they can, uh, segregate the, the product at delivery. So another question here from uh, Roger asking you to elaborate a little bit on SMEs. Do you mean subject matter? Yeah, he's saying it could mean subject matter experts, small, medium enterprises. You're, you're referring to subject matter experts, I believe. Could you sort of elaborate on the role of SMEs uh, within Four Seasons Produce? Sure. Um, subject matter experts, or SMEs as we call them, they have been um, leveraged most recently here probably within the last two years um, as we launched some of the larger systems projects with our project management group. Um, going back to terms to use, SME was a bad term to use before, but it's widely accepted now. So we have a core um, project team, representatives from every area of the business that own um, the, the processes and making sure that we are looking broadly across the family of companies to make the right decisions. 
at certain points and certain efforts, we bring in our subject matter experts to really vet through how it's working today, um, what the possibilities are, and, and challenging them to, to think differently, but bringing to the table what's actually happening. Um, our systems manager reports to me for our warehouse management system. He's actively involved in our order management system development to ensure that when those that order management system is built and configured, orders will pass to our warehouse management system. So he's involved in a lot of conversations when it comes to data, um, how things are flowing now, and what the requirements are for the warehouse management system. So we engage SMEs as needed, knowing we have a core team in place to answer most questions. Okay, great. Um, this question from uh, Margot, who uh, for one, said that your, your QI journey is simply amazing. Bravo. That tees up uh, her question uh, about how do you schedule time for improvement teams? Hmm. We have not found the silver bullet for that yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, we, we've done everything where um, we've had that come in early, and we actually, they're hourly associates, so we pay them um, to come in early on overtime because we see the value in that. We've um, sent blocks of time to their managers saying these people will no longer be available you know, for operational needs for these 30 minutes. What we have found is we've tried to keep it to small chunks of time, um, help them really solve kind of the, the quick and easy um, improvement ideas, and where they're struggling will take, try and remove that roadblock and then help them move on. That is still, uh, I would say it's still one of our challenges today. We, do, we don't do it well and we still uh, are trying to figure out how to, uh, how to make that work. So any ideas, I, I'd be happy to hear what works for somebody else too. Yeah, I mean, I, th I, I think, I mean, there's nothing that falls into the easy answers category, what I've seen in other organizations, um, you know, in healthcare. The starting point often is, you know, pe people are too busy, they're scrambling to get through the day, and you can't really shut down the flow of patients to, to go and do Kaizen. So I think, you know, for one, you've got to try to think of, um, you know, being mindful of trying to find opportunities as they present themselves. I think having, you know, kind of a, a teed up list of, of just do-its to work on reduces some of the scramble where, you know, time presents itself and we don't know what to do. Well, we, we can go and find a list to make sure we don't waste that time. Because a lot of times it's there and organizations just don't, they're not prepared to take advantage of it or they send people home early, which is, uh, I'll get it on a soapbox here. Um, but, you know, I think recognizing that you have to make time, I think is the first challenge. Instead of letting that be an excuse, find, having that be one of the problems you know, that, that leaders are trying to solve, and it takes some experimenting, it takes different action, but, you know, I think wanting to solve that problem is the first step. I don't know if you have any thoughts or reactions to that. But. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, and um, I'm actually serving as the interim warehouse ops manager right now on second and third shift, so um, most days my hours are 11 p.m. to 9 a.m., and I'm learning as I've I've been there for the last two and a half weeks, um, there's a lack of understanding of roles and, and who's got what. 
And in my mind, I, I think the Im improvement piece can come a lot easier if people understand their roles. So expectation of a manager, an assistant manager, and a lead. And, you know, I, I think most people want ownership of things that fit within their group and they want to continue to build and, and learn more and, and do more. And there's a lot of positive ideas out there. I think we have to let some of our leadership team know when to let go and know how to follow up and how to continue to ask those probing questions to make sure the people they've put in leadership roles, whatever level that is, that they're engaging in a different way and not putting all those monkeys on the manager's back, but really sharing that workload and having associates take ownership along the way. And that's, I think, a mindset that for us has never been there and that is what we're working towards, which I think will create this capacity and drive for improvement in a, a daily effort or even a weekly effort. Okay, well, I think we've got time for um, two more quick questions here. One, uh, can you describe your, I don't know if there are quick answers here, but I'll try. Um, <laughs> can you describe okay. your interface with HR regarding uh, goals, performance reviews, job descriptions, et cetera? Um, limited to none. <laughs> Right now, I think we have an opportunity there that I would love to tackle with them in the future. From a staffing perspective, I can say from operations, we meet weekly and we have improved that process and how we're communicating, how we're sharing information and what we're doing. As far as um, reviews and job descriptions, I would love to get my hands around that, but that has not come up yet. Okay, and last question here. Um, would you say you've transformed the company culture from 2012 to where you are now? Um, although you mentioned that there was no vision, perhaps, at the beginning of your journey. So how would you gauge, what are your thoughts on summarizing that culture change through this work? Um, I think where we're at today, uh, people didn't understand continuous improvement. They didn't know what it was. Um, they thought I was there for operations. Um, we're at a point now where uh, consistently the leadership team, and when I say leader, our, our executive level is saying, how does continuous improvement fit in? That did not happen four and a half years ago. And I think at this point they understand the value and they're beginning to see the value and as we, for example, we presented the very simple model of innovation teams, our um, owner's son, who will be the CEO in two years, said, I know the value's there. I like this. I don't need to see the cost of it because I know they pay for themselves. So that conversation and that comment would have never been made before um, without a lot of effort um, as far as just pushing and communication and um, striving just to be better. All right, well, Aaron, thank you for um, answering um, so many questions here. Thank you to everybody who asked the questions, and I want to thank you uh, again for taking the time and, and sharing uh, in the webinar today. So, Aaron, yeah. um, thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Mark. And on behalf of the team at Kinexus, thank you also to everybody who uh, took time out to attend live or to watch the recording. I would encourage you, again, go to kinexus.com slash webinars. If you want to check out the webinar library, um, check out future events, and we'll hopefully see you on the webinar next time. Thanks.